Isn't it great to be in God's house this morning? Guys, why don't you take a seat? Do you know, I'm having so much fun this morning. Are you having fun this morning? Good. Do you know what? Don't let anyone ever tell you that the church is dead. I'm having an absolutely brilliant time this morning. I hope you are. Like, look around. God's people are alive and we're moving. Don't let the media tell you that God's not real because God is moving and God is here this morning. Um, I am really excited to be speaking to you this morning. My name is Andy. Um, I hope you've picked up by now that I'm not from around here. Uh, They talk properly where I come from. Um, I uh, am originally from Liverpool. My wife and I, we moved uh, into Hales Owen uh, in the past 12 months. Um, And it's great to be here. Um, I have to say there's going to be no singing or dancing, not because I can't, I just you know, don't want to embarrass the stance girls or the whole gospel choir. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like their coach getting up and performing, it's just, it's just not fair really. Um, so I hope you don't mind, I'm going to hold that in this morning. Um, but today is a huge day in our house, today is a huge day in the life of mine and Laura's marriage because today we are going to Nottingham to pick up our puppy. There he is on the screen. All the lads are like, you yeah, whatever. All the women are like, ah. There he is, Archie the dog. You can follow him on Twitter if you want to. I don't know what he's going to tweet. Ruff. That's, that's, his tweets are going to be a little bit rough. Oh, dear. I'm sorry. That, that just came out. I really apologize for that. We're excited. This week we've been preparing um, for his arrival. We've been making the house puppy-proof. We've been preparing his little pen that he's got. Um, and this afternoon we're going to collect him. I'm sure this week's going to be a little bit messy. Um, but it's going to be fun. We're really excited. And Laura and I have both always loved dogs. We both grew up having dogs in the house. Um, Laura probably loves dogs a little bit more than I do. Um, like, to the point that whenever she's sad or she's upset or something's wrong, all I have to do is go to my phone, Google puppy, then go to images and show her images of puppies, and she's just like, hmm, ah, like, instant change just from the picture of a puppy. It's brilliant. It's great for me because it's just like, uh, yeah, I can carry on watching the football. You just look at those <laughs> puppy pictures. That's brilliant. Um, and about 12 months ago, I looked into the possibility of us getting a dog. Um, Laura's birthday is in December, so it's her birthday and then Christmas. It's quite hard to think of presents. Um, so I thought I would surprise her, go and see if we could get a dog. Um, it didn't work out in the end. Uh, but Laura's uh, dad and I, we went to a Dogs Trust home in Kenilworth. And they do a great job. They look after abandoned dogs um, and dogs that, that don't, aren't loved anymore. And they take care of them and find them new homes. And it's a great place And Laura's dad and I, we went there and we um, got given a a little sheet of paper as we arrived and we went and seen all the dogs in their little, um, like, it was like going to, like, doggy prison. It was really, really sad. They were like, on the windows. It was really, really sad. And we went and had a little look at um, all the dogs and we picked out a few that we liked and we'd like to meet and and get to know a little bit more. It's like like dating, but in a weird way. (laughs) And uh, we filled in the form and we handed it back to the dogs trust people back in reception. And we sat down and waited to have our consultation meeting. And while we were sat in reception, a lady came in. She was wearing a bright red regatta um, waterproof jacket. And she came in and she was visibly upset. You could see that she had been crying. And she came up to the reception desk, hardly said a thing. But the staff seemed to know who she was and know what was going on. So the woman kind of nodded, turned away, and walked back out. And I was watching this thinking, oh, what is going on here? And the, the, the staff then got out from reception and come and stood in front of the desk. 
The woman in the red jacket returned. She returned with an Alsatian dog. And she walked the dog in on its lead, handed the lead over to the staff, turned and walked away and burst out crying. I was like, come on, Andy, hold it together. Don't cry, don't cry. The dog um, then was began to be led away by, by the dog's trust staff. And the dog realized what was going on and decided it wasn't going to move anywhere and just planted itself in the ground. The dog's trust staff had to ca- pick it up and carry it off to be assessed by the vet. And I was like, oh, that's so heartbreaking. This poor little dog thought it was loved and it's been just left and passed on to somebody else. And, you know, sometimes in life we can feel like that little dog. We can feel like the world has just turned its back on us, that the world has messed us up, that the world has passed us on and said, you're not my problem anymore. You, you need to go to somebody else to deal with it. And I want to tell you this morning, if you feel like, ah, oh, there's a God here, there's a God in heaven, there's a God here this morning that says, I love you. I love you incredibly. I've got a plan and a purpose for your life. You are not left by the wayside. I love you and I want you to be in relationship with me. And we're going to look a little bit more into that this morning. But first we're going to see another little story of somebody that was left by the side of the road. Life can be really tough sometimes, can't it? Sometimes you can feel like you've been packed up in a box and left at the side of the road. Do you know, like I said before, there's a God that loves you. There's a God that thinks you're incredible. There's a God that knows you. There's a God that hasn't forgotten about you. And he says in the Bible, it's in Jeremiah, it's a little sentence in Jeremiah. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are not plans to harm you. They are plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. Do you know, I believe God's got a hope and a future for you this morning. And God's offering an invitation for you to take it. Recently, I've been thinking about the phrase, you only live once. If you're friends with anybody on Facebook who's under the age of about 16, you will have seen the phrase YOLO. Anyone seen YOLO on Facebook? YOLO stands for you only live once. I figure if Leon can say cha-ching and bling, I can say YOLO. Do you know what I mean? And uh, So YOLO stands for you only live once. Once And if you only live once, you want to do some, some good stuff. Some people use it as an experience, you know. Oh, I did something stupid last night. Oh, well, YOLO. And um, for me, like, did anybody see the guy that jumped from space last week? Oh, my goodness. If you didn't see it, a guy called Frederick um, went up uh, 24 miles in a hot air balloon and uh, opened the door when he was, like, on the edge of space and dropped 24 miles. He reached nearly 800 miles an hour as he fell, and he fell for a full five minutes. Like, that's a guy who understands that you only live once. Do you know what I mean? Anyone sensing a fundraiser? No? (laughs) I didn't think I'd get many responses for that. But, you know, when I think about you only live once, when I think about the phrase, you only live once, I've got one shot at this life, I think, do you know what? I want to do everything I can to make a difference. I want to make an impact on the world. This small period of time that I am on this earth, I want to make an impact. And that's what that, that verse is all about, is God saying, I've got a hope and a future. I want you to make, make the most of life of everything that I've given you. See, Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and life in all its fullness. See, God's not promising that life will be perfect. God's not saying that if you follow me that you'll, you'll never have pain, that you'll never get hurt. God's not saying that. God's saying, I've got a plan and a hope for you. And whatever you go through, I'm there with you. How comforting is it to know that when you go through stuff that hurts, you've got the king of the world and the creator of the universe by your side. I think that's an incredible, incredible truth uh, that we need to hear this morning. Um, 
And when I think of it, I think of a clip that I seen in uh, the film Transformers. If you've never seen the film Transformers, um, it's about alien robots that come to Earth. So it's quite a realistic story. And um, alien robots come to Earth, and uh, Sam Witwicky, who's the character that you're going to see, his car is one of these alien robots, and he's just discovered that it turns into a robot. It's just had a massive fight, and this is where we pick up the story, just at the end of that fight. 50 years from now, don't you want to look back at your life and say that you had the guts to get in the car? When I saw that, I was like, come on, I'll get in the car. Let's all get in the car. It'd be brilliant. I also did actually go to my car and be like, come on, be a... Come on. You know you want to transform. That'd be amazing. Can you imagine that? Anyway. <laughs> whew, just got lost in my own little world there. You know, when I look at my life, I wanted to make a difference. When I think of the phrase, you only live once, like, I feel like I'm getting old. Like I'm 26, about to turn 27 in a couple of months. For me, that's huge. Like I'm now having to tick a different box on a form. Like, at first, you know, I was a baby, then a toddler, then a child, then a teenager, then a young adult. I'm now a nondescript adult. Like, the next step is pensioner. <laughs> That's worrying. Like, do you know what I mean? And I found a few quotes about growing old. And the first one says, if you live to be 100, you've got it made. Very few people die at that age. You know you're getting old when everything hurts, and what doesn't hurt doesn't work. You know you're getting old when the candles cost more than the cake. Particularly loud laugh from Leon there. Uh, middle age is when your age starts to show around your middle. There's a few fellas going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put, nod, nudging their wives going, that's, that's what happened to me. Um, and then the last one, middle age is the time when a man is always thinking in a week or two, he will feel as good as ever. That's so true. Do you know, I want my life to make a difference. And, you know, I've always looked at that verse, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are not plans to harm you. They're plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. And I know God's got a plan and a purpose for my life. When I... Um, Grew up, I grew up uh, going to church. I grew up uh, being dragged, kicking and screaming to church most weeks and causing a little bit of trouble. And I went to high school. I went to an all-boys high school, so you can imagine the fun that that was. Um, And at at high school, I wanted to be accepted. And in an all-boys school, you're basically either the joker or the hard guy. And I tried to be both and got into a little bit of trouble. I didn't, you know, get suspended or anything like that, but I got... Got myself into a little bit of trouble. I know you're shocked. I know you can't imagine that. That's such a such a good young man I am. Um, but I did get into a little bit of trouble at school. And one one day when I was about 14 or 15, um, my parents were asked to come into school for a meeting with the head of year. <sighs> teenagers, you know what that feels like, don't you? No, you're all good teenagers. Good. Um, and my parents sat there, and I was moaned at and moaned at and moaned at me, 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 me. And uh, we got in the car on the way home um, from school, and, you know, my, it was deathly quiet in the car. It was, you know, I was feeling bad. And then uh, my dad turned to me, uh, which was a little bit worrying because he was driving at the time. <laughs> and he said, son, I'm really disappointed in you. And that just hit me like a ton of bricks. You see, I've been trying to go my own way. I've been trying to, you know, do, get accepted in my own way, do do things the way I wanted to do things. 
And when my dad said, son, I'm really disappointed in you, I got this picture of my dad holding me when I was a baby and my dad thinking, do you know what? My son's going to make me proud. My son's going to be incredible. My son's going to do this. He's going he's to be great. And, and at that moment, I'd let him down. And I'd blown it. And I got home and sat in my room. And because I'd gone to church, I knew that that was kind of how God felt as well, is that, that God felt disappointed that I was going my own way. And I knew about this verse that I've been talking about. And I just said to God, I said, you know what, God, I don't want to let you down. And I don't want to let my dad down. I said, God, help me to, to live a life that follows you. And that was it. Nothing, you know, special happened. I just kind of turned over and went to sleep. You know, angels didn't come and do the river dance on my pillow or, or anything, you know, glitter. My curtains didn't fall and turn to glitter. They've been good, but it didn't happen. Um, but, you know, I got up the next day and I tried to make decisions to follow Jesus. And that's what being a Christian is all about. We're not saying that we're better than you. We're not saying that, that we've got it made. You know what? I mess up on a daily basis. But I try and make decisions on a daily basis to follow Jesus. Becoming a Christian isn't making one decision. It's making thousands of decisions every day to say, I'm going to follow Jesus. And, you know, um, we're going to hear uh, some stories of what God has done in people's lives. Um, they're called cardboard testimonies. Um, and basically, I've asked some people in this church to just share some of their story of what God's done in their life. On the front side, they're going to come up holding a piece of cardboard. And on the front, you're going to see uh, what went on, what they were before they met Jesus, something that went on in their life. And when they turn over the piece of cardboard, you're going to see the response uh, that God, God gave, the, what God did in their life, how God made a difference in that situation. So these are our cardboard testimonies. Do you know what? Their story can be your story. God's taken our mess. And he's used it. See, God has a plan and a purpose for each one and a, each and every one of you. It doesn't matter if you feel like you've been left at the side of the road. It doesn't matter if you feel like your life's a mess. God says, I've got a plan and a purpose for you. I've got a hope and a future. And I'm excited to tell you about that this morning. Why don't you give these guys a round of applause? Thanks, guys. Do you know, God's original plan for the world was for us to live in relationship with him. When God created the world, when he, when he created humans, it was his purpose for us to be in relationship, for us to live our lives connected to God. And, you know, as humans, we turned our, our back on God. We got it wrong. The Bible calls that sin. Um, sin is basically when we do stuff that goes against God, when we think stuff that goes against God, when we say stuff that goes against God. And we were separated from God. And this went on for, for a number and number of years. And, and humanity was separated from God. And God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the creator of the universe, this massive, infinite, ridiculously huge God, said, you know what, I want my people to know me, and I want to know my people. And he shrunk himself down to his creation. He's the God of the universe shrunk himself down to a human and said, I'm going to go to earth, and I'm going to tell my people that I love them. I'm going to show them that I love them, and I'm going to show them how they live. And that's what happened. God came to earth in the form of Jesus. And Jesus lived an incredible life on this earth. You can read about it in the New Testament, which was the kind of second half of the Bible. And you can read all the incredible things uh, that Jesus did and the, and the incredible teachings that he gave. But the most incredible thing that Jesus did was that he died on a cross for you and me. 
Now you might think, why, is, why has Jesus got to die? You see, when, when we sin, when we get it wrong, when we mess up, the punishment for that is death. We deserve to die when, we, when, we're, when we're separated from God and when we, when we turn our back on God. And Jesus came and he lived a perfect life. He, he didn't do any wrong. He, he lived a, a spotless life. And uh, he took our punishment. He said, you know what? I'm going to take the punishment that my people deserve because I love them. And Jesus died on a cross. He took, he took the, the payment of death that we deserved and he dealt with it on the cross. Now, if the story ends there, it's just a nice story about a man who, who died on a cross. But the thing is, is three days later, he rose again. He got up and said, I've defeated death. I've dealt with your guilt. I've dealt with your shame. I've dealt with the punishment. Now come and be my friend. Because I've got a hope and a future for your life. I want you to have life and life in all its fullness. I want to invite you to be my friend. And you know, that offer today still stands more than 2,000 years later. God says to you this morning, I want to be your friend. I've got a hope and a future for your life. I've got plans and purposes for you. So in a few moments, what we're going to do is I'm going to ask everybody to close their eyes and then um, I'm going to pray. And uh, if you want to say yes to Jesus this morning, if you want to say, yeah, I want to become a Christian, I want to follow Jesus, I want Jesus in my life, I want those plans and purposes that God has got for me and I want to live them out. If that's you this morning, then I want you to pray the prayer with me line after line. You don't have to say it out loud. You can say it in your heart if you wish to. And if that's you, I really, really want to encourage you to do that. And if you do pray that prayer and you want to make that decision this morning, then um, at the back of the room uh, where Simon is, there he is, give us a little wave, Simon. Um, Simon and Liz are going to be uh, giving out some uh, booklets called The Journey. And all that is there for you to do is to, to have a little read through. It explains a little bit more and it helps you along your way. They're not going to do anything weird, they've promised me. Um, they're not going to you know, slap you in the face with a Bible or anything like that. They just want to encourage you and give you that booklet. But you might be sat there this morning and you might think, do you know what, I'm not ready for that, that yes. I, that might feel like quite a huge yes for you. That might feel like, do you know what? I'm not ready to make that step to follow Jesus yet. But maybe this morning you could offer God a small yes. Maybe you could offer that small yes of saying, yes, God, I feel like you've spoken to me this morning, so I'm going to look into it a little bit more. And that might involve coming to church and, and, and hearing more about God. It might be opening up the Bible. Um, at this church, we've got a number of different opportunities for you to... Um, kind of discover more about God. We're running um, something called an Alpha course, which looks at the basic principles of, of Christianity and what it means to follow Jesus. Um, tomorrow night, we're into our third week, uh, but you are so, so welcome to join us. It's 7.30 tomorrow night, and it's down in the community zone, which is just down the bottom of the stairs and to your left. Please do join us if you want to know more. The guys have said that they're happy to catch you up on that course. If you're a young person and you want to know more about God, um, from the 16th of November, we are going to be running something called the Uncut Course. And again, that is very, very similar to, to the Alpha Course. It's designed to help you look uh, at basic principles of the Christian faith and, and what it, who God is and who Jesus is and what it all means. Um, so please do come and see me if you, want to, if you want to do that. Or maybe just that little yes this morning is just chatting with your friend and saying, can you help me understand this a little bit more? asking your friends some questions and saying, do you know what, why, why is it that you follow Jesus? I tell you what, if you've been brought by a friend, ask them what would be your cardboard testimony. That'll put them on the spot. <laughs> Sorry, guys.
So um, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. So why don't you uh, all close your eyes and just bow your heads. And I've spoken enough. Um, I'm sure you're sick of hearing my accent by now. Um, so I'm just going to leave a little moment of silence. And this is for you to hear from God. This is between you and God. Uh, this is an amazing moment. It's a life-changing decision, and I don't want you to take it lightly. So I'm just going to leave a moment for you to chat with God. So if you're ready to um, say yes to Jesus this morning, then why don't you pray this line after line with me? Dear God, dear God, I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for my life. I thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for my life. Jesus, thank you for dying on a cross for me. Jesus, thank you for dying on a cross for me. God, I'm sorry for the times I've got it wrong. God, I'm sorry for the times I've got it wrong. Jesus, I want to live my life for you. Jesus, I want to live my life for you. Help me to walk in the, in the plans and the purposes that you have for me. Help me to walk in the plans and the purposes that you have for me. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. I'm just going to pray for everybody, and then we're going to worship again. Um, so, yeah, let's pray. God, I thank you that you are here this morning. God, I thank you that you have been uh, speaking to us. God, I pray. Um, God, I thank you so much for the people that have made the decision to follow you. Do you know, the Bible says that when someone makes that decision, there's a massive party in heaven. So, God, we rejoice with the angels right now and say thank you for, for coming and making people's lives new. God, I pray for the people that have said a little yes this morning. God, I pray that you would give them opportunities to explore you. God, I pray that they would know that they can talk to you as much as we can. God, would you meet with them this morning? God, we thank you and praise you that you're an incredible God. And we thank you for everything that you've done for us. Amen. You might be here this morning and you might have said yes to God before, but you got it wrong. You might feel like you're in this place where you're like, I've done this before and I, and I messed it up. Can I tell you, I mess up on a regular basis. It's about saying yes to God the next time and yes to God again and yes to God again and yes to God again and I want to encourage you if you're, if you're stood there and you're going yeah I've done this before but I got it wrong and I don't think God loves me anymore that's nonsense God says I love you God says let's get back up and let's try again because you don't do things for God you do them with God and I want to encourage you this morning to get back up and say yeah God let's give this another go together do you know the Bible says hey, the promises that one day I will wipe away every tear from your eye. There will be no more pain and there will be no more suffering. That is a promise of heaven. And as Christians, I believe my responsibility is to bring some of heaven to earth. And this morning, um, we felt it at the nine and we feel it again, that, that God wants to do some healing, some physical healing. We've talked about some spiritual healing and, and God healing our hearts and our relationship with him. But I believe God wants to do some physical healing this morning. So if it's okay with you, we're going to do that. And we're going to do it very practically. We're not going to do anything hocus-pocus or anything weird like that. All I want you to do is, um, what I'd like you to do is, if you've got um, uh, an ailment, if you've got something wrong that you would like God to heal, then I'd like you to put your hand on that for me. And just just place your hand on it. It might be a shoulder or a knee or, or wherever. And just place that hand where, where you feel like you want God to heal. 
And what we're going to do is we're going to pray and we're going to ask God's Holy Spirit to come and move because I believe God's a healer. God can heal. Laura shared um, on her cardboard testimony the story of how God healed a hole in her heart. God can heal you this morning. If you um, aren't putting your hand uh, where, if you're not asking God for healing, then let's ask God to heal other people and let's just pray that God would heal. So I'm going to pray, dear God, would you come by your spirit right now? Holy Spirit, would you be moving in this place? God, I speak to every sickness in this building, every every problem, every brokenness, every ailment, God, and I say be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, would you come and do what we don't understand, but we know you can do it, God. Would you come by your healing power? God, we say right now be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we ask you to move right now. Holy Spirit, would you come? What I'd like you to do is um, we're going to carry on singing. But if you were praying for um, for a part of your body that, that was hurt, what I'd like you to do is try and get the pain back. Like if you had a problem with your shoulder and you couldn't lift it higher than that, try it and see if God has healed you. And he, what I want you to do is try it out and see what God has done, see if God has healed you. And if he has, we'd love, to come, we'd love you to come and share that with us. So while we're singing, I'd love you to just try and get the pain back. And if, if it's not, keep praying. Do you know, I, I don't fully understand God. Sometimes he heals, sometimes he doesn't. I don't know why he does. I don't know why he doesn't. But I trust the Bible says this, for he works all things for his glory. And I trust that God's in control. So please don't be disheartened if if you've not been healed this morning. God's still got a plan and a purpose for your life. So let's sing together. It's a great morning. Cheers, Luke.